Hi, I'm Ayelet Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Learn With Less, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, educators, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. This episode features an interview conducted by Joanne Cazo, a recent guest on the Learn With Less podcast, a pediatric speech-language pathologist and owner of Cose Speech Therapy. And she's the brains behind the Instagram handle, The Speech Pathologist. The interview originally aired on her Instagram page, and we wanted to share it more broadly here. I want to acknowledge that the sound quality isn't perfect, but as always, the full transcript can be found on the Learn With Less website, and we know you'll get a lot of good information, even imperfectly. Toward the end of the episode, we also mentioned the Expand Your Impact Retreat, which is an event that already took place. However, you can access the recordings by going to learnwithless.com expand and grabbing the workshop bundle. The mission of Learn With Less is to provide confidence to educators and new families that you can support and connect with a baby or toddler without having to buy a single toy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayelet. Hello to Joanne. Hello, 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 hello. Hello to the babies. Hello to the toddlers. Hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I will help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name, hello to your name, hello, 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 hello everybody, hello everybody, hello, 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 one last time, hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today, hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. All right, let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone. Hello. Thanks for joining, everyone. I'm just going to wait for Ayelet to hop in. I'm really excited for this live. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm excited to chat with you today. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine. I'm so glad to have you today. So is it okay if we just hop right in? Let's do it. Yeah, perfect. Hi, everybody. My name is Joanne Cazot. Um, I'm a speech-language pathologist, and I run the account at The Speech Pathologist, and I am here with Ayelet. Ayelet, can you let me know how you say your last name? Yeah, yeah so it's Ayelet Marinovich. Ayelet Marinovich. Yeah, you got it. Woo! Ayala, nice to meet you. Oh my goodness, everybody's here. Or not, not nice to meet you. Ayala, we have talked a couple of times. <laughs> nice to see you. Um, so we're hopping on today with Ayala, who is the founder of Learn With Less. And we're going to learn a little bit about her program and also a little bit about a live seminar or a live retreat that's coming up on Saturday. And it's going to be exciting. And I can't wait for you to... Um, about what to expect. So I let not everyone who's joining us do. So I just was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself for the people who are a little bit newer to you and your program and a little bit about your profession. Yeah, totally. 
So I'm, I yell it, she, her, hers. I came to the SLP world. I'm a speech language pathologist because really, cause I wanted to like find a profession that melded my interests in like child development and psychology and working with people. And I love that, that the field offered flexibility to work with humans, like across the lifespan and like that it offered flexibility at the time I was in my, you know, early mid twenties when I came to this field, yeah. uh, but I knew that I wanted to hopefully have a family at one point, at some point, And I loved that there was like potential for flexibility for like balance, ba balancing career and family. Um, yeah. And, and just like my grandfather had this phrase that he used as to repot yourself, like every, you know, few 10 years or whatever, to be able to like shift gears in your career to reduce stagnation mm -hmm. and the like yeah. our field like absolutely has that ability and that was always something that really drew me in and I loved that idea so as far as I mean I don't know how much you want to know about like my own professional journey but like yeah um, okay so in grad school yeah. I fell in love with like AAC and I did my CFY under Dr. Marilyn Buzlich, who has a AAC consultancy, and I worked with preschool aged kiddos, school aged kids, and young adults using AAC. And that was amazing because, you know, you get to really, as the AAC specialist, and I was like right out of grad school, which was wild um, yeah. and amazing, but you get to work so much with, you know, the whole team and really specialize in and bringing everybody together for the purpose of this child or person's communication. And I mean, that was just totally amazing. And also doing it all the time, full time, I did get burned out. And so a few years later, I, I realized, you know, over time, how much I love supporting early communication and really the whole family. And so I started to shift gears slowly to work, you know, part time with my AAC clients and then part time in early intervention. And then that went towards full time. Yeah. And then um, in 2012, I, I got married and then my partner was offered a job in London. And so when I was about 10, weeks pregnant we moved to the UK and then I spent really the bulk of my pregnancy waiting for my license to be approved through the Royal College of Speech Therapists for okay. about <laughs> yeah all right for like about nine months and then finally it was approved when I was 38 weeks pregnant <laughs> Gosh, it's such a long time. It, yeah, it can be. So happy to chat with anybody who's like looking to go down that road because it's quite yeah. an interesting set of um, paperwork that you get to fill out. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, as that happened and I gave birth and I had signed on to work like very minimally with clients through a local practice and I did that mm -hmm. for a while. But really what I wanted to focus my energy on was like building a community of support for myself because we were in a very new place with new systems and then suddenly navigating new parenthood. And I am a person who very much values community and friendships. And so I had this idea, you know, like why not invite the other like new parents or pregnant people that I've met in a prenatal yoga class and in like local childbirth classes and such to join me each week uh, with their babies to sort of hang out and like have some activity geared towards like stimulating and playing with our babies, a bit of discussion about child development and then like tea and a chat as one does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
So I was, you know, very much in that stage of like deeply vulnerable, extremely sleep deprived, lost and confused about a lot of things related to early parenthood as is everybody uh, who experiences that. Um, And I could definitely see that like we were all asking the same questions and experiencing very similar challenges. And in London, in a very diverse area, you know, I had friends from like all over the world, from Singapore and Italy and Australia and India and Wales and Seattle and Malaysia and blah, blah, blah. But in this time of, you know, new parenthood, we were very much all there in this like, am I enough? Am I doing enough? Who am I? Sort of transition from like individual personhood to parenthood. So, like I said, I was very much, you know, struggling with many of those, like, new parent things. But the one area that I did feel confident in was, like, how to play with my baby, right? How to connect with my child. And since my storage locker of therapy materials and toys and such were, like, halfway across the world, oh, I yeah. improvised. <laughs> and I knew that I could improvise, right? I knew yes. that, like, play and talking to your baby and singing with your baby and encouraging movement and all those things are super important aspects of supporting development, supporting connection to your child. And so I started sharing about what that might look like, also using very simple materials. And that's how Learn With Less was born. (laughs) And tell us a little bit more about, I love to hear the journey about how you got to Learn With Less. Tell us a little bit more about Learn With Less and, you know, what you do through that program and what makes it especially unique. Yeah. So what is now the brand Learn With Less obviously very much came out of that time, right? That need for like new families to feel confident and capable and competent. Like that was obviously a huge part of it. And then for me, sharing information, creating community around me, being in community with others, that was so needed. So, you know, I think basically over time, I started like writing down the questions that people had and the challenges that we all faced. And I gained confidence myself in like understanding what my fellow new parents and caregivers needed. Because it takes some time to, like, navigate how to put that kind of stuff into words, too, right? Especially when you're sleep deprived. And then over a period of a few years, I had created a curriculum of sorts. And that really was born and grew up alongside my first child and those children and families around me. And each element became very purposeful. So I knew that I wanted to, like, take it with me because we were leaving London and moved, we moved to Berlin for a, a year and then we moved back to California. And so I was just like experimenting with form. I started a podcast in February of 2016. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time podcasting. Yeah. Um, and then like over time it published the books that are now the sort of DIY version of sorts of, of the Learn With Less curriculum. And continued to deliver these classes both in my various communities all over the world and also virtually since 2017. So then in February 2020, just in time for the pandemic, I launched the Learn With Less facilitator training and certification program, which I'm happy to talk more about. But really the brand, the philosophy, the whole idea is that it's not about using any specific material. It's not about following any particular parenting philosophy, right? Like instead, it's about identifying the value in the materials around you, those like everyday and ordinary objects and tweaking the routines and interactions that you have with your tiny human, whether that's a diaper change, waking up, 
eating, putting a jacket to go outside, right? Whatever you're present for as the caregiver, regardless if you are a full-time working parent or a full-time stay-at-home caregiver or somewhere in between, right? Like tweaking those things that you are present for so that you're just adding a little bit more joy, a little bit of play, maybe a little bit of rhythm or movement. Mm -hmm. um, and then using those moments to guide your family time and build that connection mm -hmm. while supporting development. And that's the key, right? Because I think a lot of parents and caregivers feel like, well, I might be doing this, but that's not child development, right? Yeah. And so it's about like demystifying what it means to support a child, right? Because as we both know, Joanne, and everyone pretty much here listening, nobody needs to go out and buy a wooden box with a hole in it to support object permanence, right? Like we got right. two boxes right here or shoe boxes or whatever it is, like lying around in plain sight. So yeah, I think one thing that makes learn with less unique is that it as opposed to like many programs for families out there that are like deeply locked into like a specific culture or some kind of specific material or set of materials that you have to go out and buy or some parenting philosophy whether whether you're buying something like musical instruments or wooden climbing objects or you know, curated toy subscription. Learn with less is literally just handing the parents the tools, the knowledge about the underlying developmental concepts that may be emerging, mm -hmm. whether those are communicative milestones or cognitive or motor and sensory or social and emotional, and then demystifying what that looks like, right? Because you yeah. don't need an organically stained wooden drum when you have a laundry basket or yeah. an empty cardboard box. Like, yeah. The environmental value is exactly the same, and it's about the interaction and not the object. And then exactly. the second, sorry, I feel no. Nope. Okay. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, clearly, it speaks the Love to talk. <laughs> the second piece is that it's about bringing people together, right? Learning and sharing and playing together, often letting your guard down as an adult, whether that's by like participating and singing and making up the words to a song or sharing some personal like high or low that's going on in your life. And it's about including anyone in the community who wants to be involved. Yes, Mecca, yes. Mecca's um, great. Awesome. It's about the interaction, not the object, yeah. So, and then obviously doing our best to like center those at the margins. So like, for instance, you see that in our language, right? We don't refer to our classes as mommy and me. Instead, we call them caregiver and me or caregiver and child or baby and me or toddler and me or whatever classes, right? Because we would like to prepare the space and make it clear that like, this is for you, not just for this kind of mom. Right. Yeah, because like parent and family models also look really different. Yeah. way so I like that you're being attentive to that um, and right. I'm sure very appreciative of that as well um, and yeah. I like yeah and I like how you talked about making it about the interaction and not the object and I think that we I understand like your mindset I think that also we've talked about the mindset shift that I had coming from a private practice and yeah. the homes where there was a clinical model of therapy that I was observing and following versus a more creative model where I'm giving the parents the tools to do what we're doing in therapy not necessarily focus on the activity yeah. the billions of billions of toys that we have and perhaps might not have access to, but giving them the strategies to be able to, to be able to target those developmental milestones that we're targeting, but it's within, it's centered within a routine, it's centered within the natural environment, um, and it's not necessarily looking for you to have materials, but the materials can be 
what you already have home. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, right? Whether exactly. it is a toy or something else. Yeah. And I like everything is a toy. Yeah. Uh, anything is a toy, really. So I like that idea that you're kind of guiding professionals to be able to kind of broaden their, their horizon and their outlook on what therapy looks like and also what parent education looks like and oh I wanted to say one more thing oh the the thing that I wanted to highlight which I love about the learn with less program is I've come to this realization that whether we're in the clinic or whether we're going in the homes we are spending one or maybe 30 minutes like one hour maybe 30 minutes or maybe sometimes two hours right if the kid needs more support um we're spending like one to two hours that might be very generous but one to two hours a week with this child whereas the child is spending 84 hours in the week with their family and we already know that parents are you know their child's first teacher so why wouldn't we equip a person to be able to carry and to be able to have so many opportunities to do what we're doing, what we're doing, the natural learning opportunities versus you in a clinic for 30 minutes and then you're out the door and then the parents kind of feel like they're leaving with nothing or they feel like they get potato head just because you have it or they right. have to get this toy just because you have it, but it's not necessarily about those objects. It's about ways to implement some of those strategies during routine. So I love that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, what is one of the biggest exceptions about toyless learning? Kind of what what freaks people out? And what do families, even providers, not understand about mm. Yeah, I well, first of all, I think it's fun, funny because I get a lot of like, oh, do I, <laughs> like, do I, from professionals, uh -huh. people are like, oh, can I join this program? Can I be a Learn With Less facilitator if I use toys or if I, like, like preparing the environment? It's like, yes, of course. Like, it's, mm -hmm. I'm not anti-toy, right? Yeah. This program is not being about anti-toy. The whole thing, right? I, we just deeply resent the baby industry's notion mm -hmm. that there is such thing as an educational toy, right? Like, did you know that anybody can put those words on a box? I could and probably should yeah. package a spatula in bright colors <gasps> and write educational toy for toddlers on it. I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. right? So, and also, like, I have plenty of toys for my kids, but I also have a deep pride in the fact that, like, my my five-year-old still won't let me throw away an empty box without playing with it. And the salad spinner is his. And when he was three and we went to a garage sale, I started like scrounging through the kitchen items and his eyes lit up and he screamed toys. Like, it's great, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. Mecca. And, um, yeah. Yes. Marketing at its finest. And yeah, we've had to make that disclaimer so often. It's not about being anti-toy. And yeah. it's totally about you know, I think the point is the big misconception about toys is that they're for kids. Really? Toys are for the adults, right? Yeah. Like kids are going to make anything into a toy and they're going to use objects imitatively often, or we can encourage that more, right? Mm -hmm. By letting them play with objects, right? With yeah. And these are fun things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's more about 
helping the adults in the room see that there's so much creativity there mm -hmm. if we allow it and if we can create space for it. One thing that is very interesting is that I always try to also, of course, integrate any toys or objects that a family has or that parents come to a Learn With Us class with, right? Like we often will say like, especially if it's a virtual class, like, you know, have next to you, you know, something with prints on it, something that's soft and maybe a, like a pillow that's fluffy or whatever, like those kinds of things. But they're always things that, that they have with them and that they can access. And so it's all about creating that shift and showing families that anything can be a play object and yeah. also in the way that we use it, it can support development, whether it's an envelope with pictures in it, whether it's a greeting card, whether it's, um, you know, a shiny empty box. This is a new favorite of mine. Look at that. Look at, that. Look at all the fine motor skills. And right. Drumming. Yeah, you can drum. You can pop it. And reverberation and yeah. mouthing and, you know, shiny. So much vocabulary in this ridiculous mm -hmm. once nut container. I have plenty of just lying around the house and aren't thinking of it as something okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I also just think from like a financial standpoint also, right? How some families don't have access to, to toy, toys are marketed. Toy toy mar toy makers and market marketers of toys, they are brilliant people. It's they almost like generate a guilt in families to be uh, provide these uh, items for their children where it might not be accessible accessible to them. Um, so when you can grab the the nut container, right, which yep. is the same thing as if you were to buy a really expensive toy, like the family feels provide that interaction for their child without it also generating guilt. Yeah, it's all stuff. about the guilt. Yeah, it's I brought a few fun stuff. things to, to share with y'all. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's all about the guilt. So when we <laughs> can show families that like actually the developmental value of this object is exactly the same or we can look at like that toy subscription box that shares this like i said earlier like the beautiful wooden box with the gorgeous pieces of fabric it's like okay yeah. it's called a tissue box tissue paper a mask a handkerchief toilet paper come on people i like to i have this phrase which i like to say which is the emperor has no toys right it's like hello <laughs> yeah yeah, no, but it's true. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you what the biggest challenge have been, either for yourself or some of your facilitators or for families, about toyless learning. Yeah. Well, I will, and maybe, like, Wordy Child is Ronisha, and she is yes. a Learn With Less facilitator. Uh, I know we have a couple of people, actually, in there who are there. So feel yeah. free to chime in also because I, we want to hear from you because you can speak better to your own experience. But for me, I will say for me, mm -hmm. as things, as time has gone on, I will say that I am challenged not to see everyday objects as toys. And I tend to drive my partner a little wild because he's constantly throwing away my treasures. Uh -huh. um, and I've created these little monsters who get very upset about him throwing out their things, right? Uh -huh. So I guess part of it <laughs> is like knowing when to call it quits with a cardboard box. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, though, like, the same thing is true for actual toys. All toys. they want uh -huh. is what is that thing that they find in the box that's going to Goodwill that, like, they haven't seen or played with for a year, right? But I think really it's just that shift 
I mean, I think it's a huge shift for people to see it in action of like, what can we do with like hair rollers, right? Roll. I mean, my goodness, what an amazing, like at first, you know, you see these things and you're like, uh, okay, well, everybody starts to, okay, well, they're blue, right? Uh, okay, well, that's, what else could we talk about? They fit on our fingers. They're finger puppets. Oh my God. Brilliant. That, right? We can yeah. count them if we really want to, but, but we can do all kinds of things. So really starting to, they like kind of this nice sound. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's so much we can talk about. Like this is an SLP's dream, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, <laughs> but really like starting to shift. Um, and oh, so I'll say that it's really giving people a framework for how to think about what it means to support a child's development is mm -hmm. really the key, right? So the challenge, I think, is not having a place to start from as far as the thinking goes. So <laughs> what we've done at Learn With Less is we have our four pillars that we integrate into every class and that we talk about in all of our work, which is yeah. their play, talk, sing, and move. So what could you do with this object or how can we organize activities around this kind of thing or this kind of developmental concept to yeah. share so that we can, we can think about it. Right. So like, I mean, we can practice this right now if we want, like I'll ask everybody, <laughs> yeah. here, how can we play? Right. How can we use these little, they're like silicone baking cupcake things. How can we use these in play? How could we add more language to it or vocabulary? How could we add more music for, for sing or rhythm or whatever? Like, um, how could we add more movement? Right. Sorry. What was that? No, I was going to say, I didn't even think about popping them. That's, yes. that's what my fingers want to do. Um, yeah. but there's so much there. And when we add those, when we think about it through a lens, right, then we are given the tools to be like, Oh, right. Like, right. If I add that and I'll, I'll share that, like one of my, uh, one of our facilitators recently had, a like a, she shared a sort of realization in, in our group about like pre-learn with less certification. She's like, oh, well, this child, like she's very quickly wants to like change activities, has a short attention span, maybe she's bored. So we'll change the, the materials. Mm -hmm. Post learn with less certification. She's like, well, maybe she needs to move. How can we add more yeah. movement? Blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's like just giving people a framework can be a big mindset shift to address that that challenge and then of course for families seeing it in action seeing like how let's sing about these objects let's make up the words to it let's do that thing even if i don't feel confident singing in general and would never do that like how can we add some rhythm to it how can we right like those kinds of things that's what like makes a huge difference for families and they see that it doesn't have to be so complicated it's all about keeping it simple right and Literally, if they say something, you can just add that exact word or set of words into a song, right? And that's it. So a yeah. lot of times we, we find that like our Learn With Less facilitators tend to move in the direction of more like bagless therapy and like parent coaching mm -hmm. models in their therapy practice in addition yeah. to leading more community-based groups or classes as well. Yeah, yeah. And I find that the consultative model of therapy is just so important at direct clinical because we have the parent with strategies so that they can use that in the home. And I love the fact that the Learn With Less program teaches us a way, like, so important, especially coming from, like, a clinical model. Like, we think about, all right, these are the toys. This is what we're 
stick to. Whereas when we don't have a blueprint of what to do with something, we get really creative really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can get stuck very easily. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I wanted to ask you what I know when people create something, it's usually because there was a problem, right? And then we seek to, to find a solution to that problem. Yeah. So what problem is learn with less a solution for? Yeah, great question. I love this. Yeah. Um, so really for families we help really what we do in the end of the day is we help families new families feel confident that they can support and connect with their babies and toddlers without having to buy a single toy right because we know that parenthood is an amazing miraculous time yada 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 right it's what we see here on social media all the time <laughs> and it's also incredibly hard and it's yeah. okay for it to be both it's all about the but and right i mean in creating that space so really helping families see that they already have the resources to give their little ones the right stimulation play and interaction to thrive and that you can do it with the materials you already have no extra time or energy required right that's a big key of it, right? And that there are ways to get gentle support so that you don't wanna pull your hair out and to get that reassurance that you're doing a really good job and insight into how others are playing with their little ones. Like that's huge, that's that's a big part of it. So I can share what, a quote from a mom who participated in a Learn With Less class who said, I, and I think this is the key, right? Like, she's like, I just don't have the internal resources in me. She said, I, of course I have a desire to connect, but I don't have it in me to do anything extra. This is a working mom, right? So this helps. It's helpful because it's literally showing you what you're already doing or how to maximize that opportunity or how to think about what you're doing in a different way and maybe alter it a bit so that it's more enriching instead of having to do a completely new separate thing to create a whole activity for your child, for instance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I also, I, I know that we had kind of like briefly touched on it yesterday, but Mecca um, at Mecca, the SLP, she had made a really good point too, that a lot of the times parents feel like they have to carry out this activity and it has to be an activity and it has to be targeting something developmental. But really, it can just be that you're connecting with your child and connecting with your child. Like that is the biggest goal is connecting with your child. But in connecting your, with your child, you can also like strategies targeting development. So it doesn't have to be a, you know, I have to sit here and do X, Y, and Z to target this. But it can just be that I want to connect with my child and I get the added benefit of, you know, like targeting some default milestones as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. really like the problem that we solve at Learn With Less for families is we help to build family capacity. Yeah. And, yeah, community. and community. And I think like on the other side, because for facilitators, right? Like for these educators and therapist types that we serve with our program and so that they can then turn around and share the program with others. It's really a big piece of it is creating lasting impact on your own life, right? That reflexive impact as far as how it can help you support yourself, diversify your own income streams, improve or alter your own therapy practice potentially. Or like, again, we also have a lot of early childhood educators in the program and other kinds of developmental therapists and social workers and those kinds of people, like all kinds of people. It can really help to shift gears and also create a huge 
impact, like social impact on families in their communities, human yeah. impact in the general community of like, what does that do to create more connected families in your community? What mm. problem does that solve? Man, that's, that's pretty amazing when we can create a more connected set of families and more confident caregivers and more connections between caregivers in your community. Like, I don't know about like where you are in Jersey, Joanne, but like it is so for me, the US is so fractionalized or like it's very hard for new parents to to find other yeah. people who they want to be in community with and who are and a place that's like creating a space that is built for anybody to join right like it's very hard and early parenthood can be a very divisive time for families as well right like well i'm a breastfeeding mom and i'm a co-sleeper and i'm a cry it out mom or you know whatever like parent caregiver and and like it's very it can be very difficult to navigate and it can be very ugly so creating a space that is specifically especially during the pandemic and doing that virtually is freaking amazing right mm -hmm. and there's I will say like there has always been a need like I said I've been leading virtual classes since 2017 wow. and that's like there's always been a need there always will be a need but my goodness did the, the pandemic clarify that need and make it even bigger and rip it wide open like it has done with so many pieces of our society and yeah. people need connection and it is quite amazing that you can create that in a virtual space and it's exactly. about setting the stage it's about creating a space you know creating that in your marketing in your in the whole in your whole message and that's what we've done in our my own brand and and to share it with other facilitators as well and that that's very powerful and that, yeah. of course that like not having to reinvent the wheel piece is huge exactly <laughs> and like claire brings up such a good point and i had just written down pandemic in my notes just now while you were talking not only is it a benefit to parents because they get to feel like they're a part of the community without having to step outside of their house which is pretty darn hard there are restrictions on everything restrictions on being in groups how big the group can be etc cetera, etc cetera. um and we're like in the middle of a very good way so they still get to feel like their community they can do it virtually safe but also from the provider standpoint like we aren't go houses worry about toys and then you have to worry about what toys is there a chance of transmission so that it's you know it's safe you can be effective you still work that you're meant to do and you're still yeah. doing education but you can do it virtually and like that's really helpful and yeah. just been for people who are going into the homes i the homes um and for providers who are doing um, ei they're still going into the homes it just teaches them because they're not supposed to be bringing toys anyway exactly. um, right and especially with the pandemic we're definitely not supposed to bring in our toy bags so it just teaches them you know, a new way of thinking about how they're going to do their therapy kind of forces them to all the parents a little bit more because it's like we're going to switch gears we're going to play with what you have and that doesn't have to be a toy which it makes parents feel really good a lot of times i walk into homes for the first time parents are expecting me to be walking with like a huge pack full of things and i'm just walking in with my coat and my cell phone i'm like hey i'm here i'm ready to play and yeah everybody by the way everybody go check out mecca's was it a real i think she made she was like what yeah. is that like you don't think i'm gonna make toys yeah exactly that, so that um everybody definitely check out mecca the slp's post from uh, yesterday that was really awesome but yeah we're gonna come in with you know a whole bunch of toys and it's like nope we're coming in just ourselves we're gonna empower you to be able to 
be with your child, but also a lot of parents feel guilty because they don't have anything and we're not bringing anything, but they feel like they have a example where we don't have much. Yes. And it's like, okay, you don't have much. What do you have? What can yes. we use? Yeah. Um, also, oh, you're going to go make a sandwich? Or some, some parents have time poverty, right? In addition to, you know, like poverty in terms of finances, they have time poverty. There might be multiple children in the house that they need to tend to at that time where, you know, you're sitting down and they're expected to sit down and play. They could be making sandwiches for, like, you know, their other child who it's lunchtime for. Yeah. And neither, like, the two of them don't have to be separate, right? We can still go into the kitchen. We can still make that sandwich. We can still target so many. Um, yeah. skill while you're getting what you need to be done it's part of a routine and it's like natural learning obviously. absolutely yeah. another thing that i love to do and especially in our like virtual classes when if there is a sibling like an older sibling mm -hmm. who's i don't know four or five and you're you have a parent with or a caregiver with like a infant or young toddler like getting that sibling involved and modeling yes. for showing the caregiver how to get the sibling involved and how to model language or model old, you know development concepts for the younger child is so valuable and so powerful for that caregiver to see like oh yeah gosh this is great because all we need is a colander and a spoon and like look, everybody's going to be involved because, yeah. you know, my bigger kid is going to be showing the little one what they might do and then providing the language and all the, you know, just, it's this continued approach and it just, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, I hope that everybody was able to get a lot of information about what the Learn With Less program looks like. And this was just a sneak peek. Right? We're giving people what to expect because the retreat is on Saturday. So, yeah, so what should we expect from the Expand Your Impact Yeah. So, really, the whole point of this day is to bring people together, share ways, and get ideas and sort of vision ways to, you know, serve your community, support yourself using your existing skills. So, whether you are an early childhood educator, a speech pathologist, an occupational therapist, physical therapist, somebody with a sort of a background in early child development related stuff, SLPA. If you have an interest in, you're in a helping profession. Yeah. But if you have an interest in building other ways to guide and support families and really facilitating that connection between caregiver and child, finding new ways to do that. And so we have four workshops that we're going to be hosting. One is all about new ways to serve new families. So really thinking outside of the box about service delivery will be helping you to sort of refine your own inspired goal or vision and then consider the role of like community and connection, discover the importance of being able to identify that smallest next step to help you actually move forward into that goal. The second workshop we'll be hosting is entitled Community Impact Begins With You, which is all about really how to become that person that your community needs. So really considering like what role community plays for you and for your ideal clients, defining the various ways that you want to create lasting impact. And then, of course, combating things like perfectionism and imposter syndrome, which tends yeah. to come up for people when they want to start or create something new that's like outside of their box, right? right? And then the third 
workshop will be about how to put magic in the mundane. So really sharing more about that four pillar framework that I shared about today a little bit, what that looks like and why it works for both like parenting and supporting families and also starting or creating something new, whether that's a small business or a side hustle or whatever. And we'll sort of outline all the ways that like busy and tired families can still support their little ones via everyday tasks and everyday items. And you'll get to experience our curriculum. Surprise! It's really fun. Um, The last one is about time hacking. Because I know we are all busy professionals. So how on earth do we fit even the time in to do those things and work towards those goals that we have in terms of expanding the impact that we want to have on our communities. So really helping you envision and shift your sort of perspective and reframe what's possible for you and sharing just like simple, practical, and very powerful tools that can really keep you moving forward without feeling like you're doing it wrong or really not doing it at all. And then the best part of this whole four workshops is that we have a ton of amazing speakers. They are early childhood providers. They are physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, all kinds of amazing, amazing people who are doing these kinds of things in their communities. And so they will be sharing their own experiences and their own takeaways I don't like saying the word advice, but their thoughts, really. Their thoughts about, and just their experiences about how they came to do the work that they're doing. I just think that's so powerful to hear from people who are doing the things that you want to be doing. So... So if like you want to do things like serve families in your communities in different kinds of ways with what you already know and do, provide parent education and support that connection between caregiver and child, learn to or discover how to believe that you can become a trusted authority in your area and finding that confidence to try or start something new, whether you are a totally brand new baby business owner or a seasoned small business owner, or you don't even consider yourself wanting to have a business, right? Yeah. (laughs) Trying something new. Yes. Um, And then just like discovering ways to serve families where they're at and how to, I like the phrase time hack, right? Like your way towards like making the impact that you want to have. So it's a one-day live virtual retreat. You do get access with your ticket to a replay period, as well as an invitation to apply for our free bonus day the following day, should you want to learn more about, you know, creating lasting impact using a, like, evidence-based and high-quality program that can have families, like, lining up and wanting to come back again and again. And then, of course, a ton of Q&A opportunities within the day itself to really, our whole goal is to really make this very interactive and very fun mm-hmm. and and to really model the things that we that our company values uphold things like community and playfulness and education and inclusivity and simplicity so you're welcome to learn more about the retreat and i know great affiliate link which means Oof. that he gets a cut of anybody who yeah. signs up through that link but it's no cost to you yeah, and I just yeah. really appreciate your support. Um, yeah, so um, everyone can get their tickets and register. The thing that I do love about this retreat, which I think I told you, is that not only is it virtual, but it's on a Saturday. And I yes. feel like 
lots of PDs and retreats are usually in the middle of the week and they're usually like in the middle of your day. It's kind of like hard to take the time off to be able to attend. So the nice thing about this is it's only one day and it's on a weekend and it's virtual. So you don't even have to leave your house. It's going to be a really awesome retreat. I'm really excited. I'm going to be there and I do have an affiliate link. So you guys can go ahead and register through there. Um, and hopefully we can see you guys there. Yeah, yeah. Joanne, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. I love talking, talking nerd talk about all this stuff. Yeah, and we're puppies. That's what we do. That's Ayala. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited about the retreat. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to DM me. I love chatting with y'all. So yeah, happy to chat. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining Ayala. Bye. Thanks Bye. for chatting. Are you inspired to learn with less? You can grab the Expand Your Impact Workshop Bundle by heading over to learnwithless.com slash expand. Or if you're ready to learn more about the Learn With Less Facilitator Training and Certification Program, head over to learnwithless.com slash certification today. Feel free to get in touch if you have any questions. You can find me at learnwithless on Instagram. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to Joanne. Goodbye, Ayelet. Goodbye to this music we laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together. Thank you so much, everyone. The Learn With Less podcast brings you information, tips, and resources about all things early parenthood and early childhood. If you haven't yet done so, please do leave a review of the Learn With Less podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. And after you've done that, go ahead and share Learn With Less with a friend or colleague. See you next time.